Hello audience. Hello listeners. Um, what has happened since 2016 when the first video Ordered Steps was created? All of it, all of it is purpose. Everything that has happened to us, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, has a purpose, has a reason for happening. And sometimes we see the reason why, and sometimes we never do. And sometimes it's difficult to move forward when we don't know the reason why something happened, especially if it's something that caused great, great grief, great pain. If it was something that was tragic, we, we um, become paralyzed by that thing. We get stuck in it and then we become comfortable in it. it even though it's painful, even though it's agonizing, we become used to it and it becomes our world and our realm. And it should not be so because what's really happening is when we do that, we are, when we allow our pain to become our habitat, our agony to become our, our house, our tragedy to become our home, we then deny ourselves from fulfilling divine purpose. We also deny the gift that we can become to others and for others. We deny them the ability to receive the gift that is within us. And that gift that is within us will actually help them to also become a gift to this world, to those around them. And so you can see that it has a ripple effect. And at some point we have to decide, am I going to stay like this? Am I going to move forward? Am I going to bury this agony, this trauma, this pain? Or am I just going to sit in it, feel sorry for myself, be bitter, be angry, and ask, why me? You know, the other day I was studying the book of Job and I've heard, you know, people quote this scripture so much. I know that my Redeemer liveth. You know, Job said that, said those words. And, you know, Job was suffering when he said those words. Job was surrounded by friends who thought, how dare you talk this way to God, Job? How dare you ask him, is he not sovereign? How dare you ask him why? How dare you speak of God this way? And he said to them, he said, leave me alone. Leave me alone with my God. He said to God, God, I knew, I know that you knew this was going to happen. This is someone who must have walked with God, been with him to say to God, I know that you knew this was going to happen. This doesn't take you by surprise. So my brother, my sister, whatever you're going through does not take God by surprise. He knew it was going to happen. 
He also promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And Job pretty much told his friend to just his friends to be quiet because they were they were um, acting from the realm of religiosity. They were being religious, religious. They were being pious. They were talking from the top of their heads. They weren't talking from the spirit. This a spirit that has walked with their maker. That's not what they were doing, and it just annoyed and irritated Job. And, you know, Job was like, so why are you here exactly? Why have you surrounded me? Why did you come and visit me? I'm rotting. My body is rotting. I've, you know, he's lost his family. He's lost everything. He says to them, even my, his servant will not obey him. Even his servants mock him. When there was a time they wouldn't dare. But now they do. His flesh is in agony. His heart is in agony. His spirit is in agony. He said to God, he said, why didn't you make me a stillbirth? Why did you allow me to come into this world just, just to suffer this kind of pain? Why didn't you just strangle me? He said, oh God, you're choking me. You're choking me slowly to death. You're strangling me. Why would you do such a thing? And there are people out there who say to people, never ask why, don't ask God why. Job wasn't asking God why because he lacked faith. Job wasn't asking God why because he didn't understand that God is sovereign. Job knew that God is sovereign in any and everything. And his decisions, the things he allows, the things he permits. And that's what he did. He told Satan, God told Satan, okay, I'll take the hedge off of Job, the hedge I put around him as God. I will take that hedge off. And then Satan went on a rampage. And Job said, God, I know you saw this coming. Why did you let it happen? So why am I saying all this? A lot has happened to many of us. And while those things are happening, we don't realize that our steps are actually being ordered by God. Some of the things that we go through, it's to chisel our character, to chisel our personalities, to chisel the things that influence us, to chisel the things, the people that influence us, the voices that influence us, because they are taking us the opposite direction and we're happily going the opposite direction. And God is saying, no, come back this way. It seems right, but it'll lead you to destruction. It will lead you to death. Divine purpose says, come this way. And God's sovereignty says, come this way. And it will feel like you're being torn apart. It'll feel like it's painful. It's, it's very uncomfortable. But God wants to align us back to his will. God wants to center us. God wants to bring us back to that which is written about us in the book of life. You are here on this earth for a reason, for a purpose. When God created you, Think about it. We were the only ones 
that God, we human beings that God said, let us. He called the attention of God, the Holy Spirit. He called the attention of God, the Son. And he said, let us make man in our image, our own image, in our likeness, in our God-like nature. Have you ever asked yourself, what is that image? You see, growing up, they don't tell us that this image exists. Even in the church, we barely hear about being created in the image of God. And even if we have, it's just in passing. There's never really a breakdown of what that really means. That God, the sovereign God, made each and every one of us, yes, even you listening, in his image. It means that there is a seed of divinity in you and I, naturally. It means that there are parts of God, the genes of God that we carry. It means that God deposited something in you and I, built us that way deliberately, he says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. I believe that that means God is saying what I said in Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 27 or to 28, is that that image that, that I, God, created you in, I know that image. I remember that image. I built you in that image for a purpose, for a reason, for, for a people. For kingdom, God's kingdom business. The problem is we have been dumbed down by society, by family. Yes, even by church, by religion. Dumbed down by so many things. School, degrees, titles, material things. Is it wrong to have a degree? Is it wrong to have a car and houses and all that? No, no, no. But... What is more important? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and all his righteousness. What does heaven say? Who does heaven say you are? How does heaven want you to walk and talk? How should you be representing God? How should the divine purpose that God built you with, how should... The genes of God, the God-like nature that God created you in before you were formed in your mother's womb. Remember, in your mother's womb, you met the sin nature. Right? Between your mother and your father, you met the sin nature that got into you. It got into me. The sin nature of Eve, of Adam and Eve. But God says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. That image, before the foundations of the world, that image that in eternity God had of you and has of you. Fast forward, that you today carry but God had already carried you in the womb of time. God had already carried you. He knew you were going to be born. He, because he had already formed you. 
We call God, O Ancient of Days. There are parts of God that are inside you, that are inside me. When you create something in your image, you are creating it, you're looking at it. It's very deliberate. It's a choice. God chose to make you. God chose to build you. And when you create something, you have a plan for it. You have an agenda for it. You have a blueprint for it. So God has a deliberate blueprint for you, a deliberate plan for you, a deliberate agenda for you. But we deviate from God's agenda or we're never told that God has an agenda for us. Some of us have never heard such a thing. We've never heard that we're created in the image of God. <laughs> We've never heard that there's a blueprint, there's something about us, that God has a whole timeline. But we look at other people's agenda for us. We look at our own agenda for us. And we forget that the, the creator of heaven and earth has an agenda for us. Or we don't know. We're ignorant about it. We're talking about ordered steps. If God created you, which he did, before you were formed in your mother's womb, before the sin nature came in, that image, the original image that you are, that image walks differently with God. That image is someone within you, is something within you, and it is something God has put inside you. It is something that can only be activated by him, by his Holy Spirit. <laughs> only by God, only by the Holy Spirit, only by the blood of Jesus. That's why Jesus had to come and die for us. And then he conquered death. He conquered sin and said, I came that you might have life and life abundantly. The thief will come to destroy you. But that's not what I came for. I came to bring you back to your father, back to your maker, back to your creator. The one who created you marvelously and fearfully and wonderfully. I came to bring you back to him. And when you come back to him, the helper who is the Holy Spirit will help you to discover who you really are. He will come to instruct you, to teach you, to show you, to guide you, to help you. And if you open up, if you give your life to Jesus and you yield to the Holy Spirit, the Father, his hand, he comes in and he begins to mold you, begins to, 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 to uh, rem how do you say? I don't, wanna, I don't want to use the word renovate you. That's, I'm looking for a particular word. It'll come, the word will come to me but he transforms you, he begins to work in you. And sometimes it's painful, but go through it. Sometimes it's difficult. It takes a ton of patience, a ton of patience to be transformed into the image. It takes a lot of cutting away. It takes a lot of separating yourself, sanctifying yourself. It takes a lot of making mistakes, but refusing to stay down and coming back up. 
you come back up. The Bible in Isaiah says, it says, you know, the, uh, um, the fires will blaze, but they will not burn you. The flood will come, but it will not drown you. It'll happen. Look around us. Look at what's going on in our world. Does that mean God has suddenly disappeared or that he's dead or he doesn't see and he doesn't know? Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. Why am I saying all this to you? When you determine that you want to activate God's purpose, and you come back to Jesus, you, come, you allow the Holy Spirit to take over your spirit, soul, mind, and body. And you say to God, Abba, Father, Father, here I am. Use me. Illumination takes place. Revelation takes place because God will talk to you. He will show you the way. He will not leave you hanging. He will have your back all the way. And he will order your steps. Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes we, we, we miss it. We don't hear him or we get confused. But God isn't the author of confusion. So something else is trying to confuse us. But he says, my sheep know my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not hear. They know my voice. So the constant relationship with Jesus, constant relationship with the Holy Spirit, constant relationship with God our Father, Will, 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 will bring you to a place where you begin to feel him clearly. You begin to hear him clearly. Sometimes you don't even hear him per se. You just sense him and you sense what it is that he's doing or he would like for you to do or like for you to say or where he'd like for you to go. God, is it time to fly? Fly. God, is it time to sit? Sit. God, is it time to run? Run. God, is it time to speak? Speak. Is it not time to speak? Don't speak. Is it not time to run? Don't run. Is it not time to fly? Don't fly. Wait for him. Wait upon the Lord. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Rise up, for you shall praise your maker yet. Go back to your maker, my brother. Go back to your, to, your, to your maker, my sister. That's where your answers lie. That's where your power lies. That's where your peace, your joy, your sanity, your health, that's where they lie. In God. Why am I saying all this? Because I don't want to sugarcoat purpose to you. Before activate God's purpose became activate God's purpose. Before ordering my footsteps became the first video that my dear friend Tara Spraggs created after my trip to Sierra Leone in 2016. I thought purpose is something you find. It's something you look for. It's something out there, somewhere in space. Maybe even something that someone else is holding on to. And unless I become who they want me to become and how they want me to become, I'll never find purpose. 
And that was a big lie, big lie. You know, unless I got my degree, unless I spoke a certain way, acted a certain way. And then I realized, you know, I'm just not going to belong in this cookie cutter, cookie cutter world. It's not, it's just not going to happen. I don't function that way. I don't function fitting into the crowd. I don't function uh, uh, um, the square holes. I don't function in the, in, in, in the circles. I don't function in the triangles. Well, well, where do you function, Sonia? I function in the hand of the Holy Spirit. That's where I function. That's where I find my true image. That's where I find my truth. I function in the name of Jesus. I function because of Jehovah Jireh, because, because of Yahweh. I function because of God Almighty. Everything else became irritating. Everything else became annoying. And is it easy to not fit in? No. It's difficult. It's uncomfortable. It's lonely. It's painful. But it's worth it if you're not fitting in is because you fit in with God. Is because you're working and walking towards the image, the original image that God created you to be. And when you choose that path, every path you take, any other path you take will not be comfortable for you. The moment you've set foot on that path toward God, toward Jesus, toward the Holy Spirit, toward I want to be the man, I want to be the woman, that you have created me to be. The moment you do that, things change in the spiritual realm. Things change in the physical realm for you. And now you have two powers contending for your soul. One power is good, and that's the power of God. The other power is bad, and that's Satan. That's the devil. Oh, he exists, my friend. Just as opposites exist, the devil is the opposite of God. You don't want to go down his path. It might seem pleasurable, but there's a price to pay. With God, the price is already paid. Jesus paid the price for us. And didn't stop there still wants to lead us, still wants to guide us, still defends us, still battles for us, still delivers us, still saves us, still redeems us. Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth. And so in 2016, the reminder, quiet power, peaceful confidence was written to my surprise. I never thought I was an author. I never thought I'd write a book. That was shocking. And then it got more shocking when I ended up writing even more books. So it was The Reminder, Quiet Power, Peaceful Confidence, and then a workbook for The Reminder. And then Dunamis came along (laughs) and a workbook for Dunamis. And then I thought, okay, that's it. And then The Real Secret came along 
And I thought, okay, that should be it now. We're done, right, Lord? No, mm -mm, we're not done. And then listening to the cry of your soul came along. And also filling the space in your soul came along. So the reminder was the, <laughs> how do I put this, was the, was the beginning of writing books. And I know that there are more, more books to come. And these books are written in such a simple fashion, in such a simple manner, with, they're not preachy, they're not talking at you, they're talking with you. They're books that are simply written they're not difficult to read. They're not voluminous. There's no heavy grammar that you have to research. They're extremely simple. And you can sit with them anytime, any day, take them anywhere and go through the pages. And what I like about them is they are your friends. They talk to you. They ask you questions. They give suggestions. They don't order you. They don't force you but they make you think, they want you to think, these books. Filling the space in your soul. Well, how do you do that? Well, what do you mean? Listening to the cry of your soul. How do you listen to the cry of your soul? The real secret, well, what is the real secret? It's not so hidden, is it? But how come it's a secret? But it's a secret, but it's not hidden. Well, what's going on here? Dunamis, power, power beyond physical power, uncommon, untapped power. What does that mean? Well, you find such power in God. You find such power when you activate God's purpose. You understand what it means to listen to your soul, to the cry of your soul, because your soul... <laughs> Your soul is created by God. So your soul knows God, understands God. And you're trying to fill your heart, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit with all kinds of things, with all kinds of people, all kinds of coping mechanisms, all kinds of behaviors, all kinds of titles, all kinds of societal, financial, political, uh, 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 um, uh, um, even spiritual dabbling into all kinds of things to fit. To, to fill the emptiness in your soul. But your soul is saying to you, I cry out for just one being. I cry out for one being. I cry out for his purpose. I cry out because I know his divine purpose is in you. If you could only have the courage to look within and realize that the purpose isn't out there. Purpose is actually in you. You've been walking around with purpose all this time. So your soul is empty. Your soul is dry. Your soul mm, wants to reconnect to its God, to its maker, or to his or her maker. Your soul wants divine purpose, divine agenda, divine plan, divine blueprint to be fulfilled in your precious life. And so your soul is crying out. How long will you continue to ignore your soul, the cry of your soul? When will you realize that only God can fulfill the cry of your soul? Filling the space in your soul 
So now you realize that your soul has cried out. How do you fill that space? How do you fill that hole in your soul? What will bring peace and joy and stability and steadfastness and strength and power? What will empower you to live this life above all the damage, the tragedy, the grief, the disease, the anger, the hatred, the bitterness? What will help you to rise above? Who will help you? Who will empower you to take the road or to travel the road less traveled upon? God will help you. The Holy Spirit will help you. Jesus will help you. Why? Because they want to order your steps. They want to order your steps into a life, into a place where they can keep you, they can protect you, they can teach you, they can talk to you, they can show you a mysterious life, a life beyond just the physical realm, a life beyond money and titles, a life beyond doubt and fear and rage. So it went from writing the reminder and in between I had terrible experiences and as if that wasn't enough while I was writing the other books they also were birthed from pain they also were birthed from very difficult situations in my life extremely difficult so difficult that some of the things that happened and have happened I have asked God to help me forget why because not only is it healthy for me to forget, but God wants us to forgive. As a child of God, you forgive. But also because there's something about God ordering our footsteps. There's something about divine purpose. So it went from writing the reminder to the other books. And first I thought, you know, I used to call this find, build, purpose. So find it and then build it. No. And as that was happening, and as things were happening to me, and as pain took over, I realized, wait, I'm giving birth to something. Something is happening to me. There's a transformation. I had to have a mindset of, I'm not going to drown. I'm certainly not committing suicide. I'm certainly not bowing down to any other God but God. <laughs> I am certainly not going to have any any golden gods and silver idols. No, 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 no wooden gods. How do you bow down to something that you created with your own hands? You know, can you imagine? So I go cut down a piece of wood and then create it and then say, okay, this is my God. How do I make something like money my God? No, no, no. There has to be a way that God wants me to live there has to be a reason for going through this, through whatever I was going through. There has to be a reason why I am on this earth. And something, someone, somewhere is fighting it. Something, somewhere does not want me to recognize and realize the original image that God created me in. Because if I realize who I am, it'll be dangerous for them. 
it will be dangerous for them. And whatever you're going through now, whatever has happened to you, some of it is because someone has done something somewhere, someone is doing something somewhere, something somewhere does not want you to recognize and realize and comprehend who you are and does not want you to walk in the revelation that you are created in the image of God. Why? Because you will be dangerous to their realms. They don't want you to, 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 to they, don't, they don't want your steps to be ordered by God. They don't want you to hear God. They don't want you to see what God can make out of your life. Don't you see? Don't you see? They would prefer you follow them, follow the crowd. Don't stand out. Don't be unique. Don't be different. And you know, sometimes people say, well, I'm different, but they do it in such a, an aggressive and cocky and arrogant manner. That's not the different I'm talking about. That's not the uniqueness I'm talking about. There's a way that God gives you power and he humbles you and you carry it with humility, quiet power, peaceful confidence. God does things opposite from the way the world sees things. God sees it as you have a title, then be humble. <laughs> you have money, then be generous. You hold a grudge, then forgive. Someone did something to you, don't be bitter, don't be angry. That's God. You can be angry for a minute, but let it go. And when you walk in purpose, when you walk in divine purpose, when you're seeking that image that God has created you in and you're walking in that divine purpose, nothing distracts you. You see, that's the beauty of it. Purpose will, 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 will cause you to go through the fire, through the waters. You'll go through, but you, you will have situations where you feel like you're stuck between the devil and the deep blue sea, as the saying goes. But something in your spirit, ah, something in your spirit, as long as you're allowing God to order your footsteps, as long as you're saying you want to fulfill divine purpose, something, there's something that comes over you where you are able to withstand withstand temptation or even if you fall into temptation you are able to get yourself back up and clean yourself up there's something where you are able to withstand the challenges and you begin to understand that when the battle is the lord's the victory is yours there's something about divine purpose when the doctors tell you that something is wrong with you or your body and you refuse it not blindly, but by faith. You say, no, that is not my portion. No, I don't accept that. And this will sound crazy to the carnal mind. The Bible says that the carnal mind cannot understand spiritual things. So I am talking about spiritual things here. If you are carnally minded, you will laugh at this. If you are spiritually inclined, you will embrace this and you will run with purpose. You will go back and say, God, what is activate God's purpose? What does it mean for you to order my footsteps? What is Sonia saying that there's divine purpose in me, that I'm built in your image, that I'm created in your image? What does that mean? What does that image look like? Who am I? 
Who have I become? Who should I become? Who should I be? Go deeper, my friend. Go deeper, my brother. Go deeper, my sister. I dare you. Stand still, sit still, lie still for a minute and ask God, do you have a plan for me? Do you have an agenda for me? Do you have a divine purpose for my life? And if so, what is this plan? What is this purpose? What is this agenda? What is this blueprint? What is Sonia talking about? I dare you. I dare you because I love God. I love him. And um, he has helped me to love myself and to love humanity. So for me, um, I don't care who you are, what you've done, what you haven't done. I don't care for titles. I don't care for who has money and who doesn't. I all these things that the world has numbed us with, you know, that are a seemingly a necessity to survive on this earth and to, to, to live on this earth. These systems that are man-made that we have to use to survive this earth. I don't care for those. They have their place, but my eyes are not set on them. My eyes are set on God. Who am I? Who do you want me to be? How should I react in this situation? How should I deal with this issue? Work on my heart. David said, create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew the right spirit in me. Give me the spirit that I should function in. Awaken me to divine purpose. Awaken my ears to your voice. Awaken my eyes to the paths that you have chosen for me and to the people you have chosen to be in my life. And those who have no business being in my life, take them away, remove them. Some are difficult to remove, some are easy to remove, but I need your help. Why? Because if I don't serve them any purpose and if they don't serve me any purpose, then we're wasting each other's time. No grudge, no beef, but, you know, if you're that determined to find divine purpose, it's going to take that. Part of that experience is going to be not allowing yourself to be around certain people anymore. So, um, before I uh, end this, I just want you to really think about it. Um, really ask God, what image did he create you in? Who are you? Why are you here? Why are you here? And don't just ask in a, a flimsy way. Really mean it. Like, love yourself so much. Find yourself so worthy of asking that question, God, why am I here? Mean it. You deserve to know. You should know. 
And I'm saying all this to you because I have experienced, I am experiencing, and I know that there's more to come, the beauty of looking within with all my imperfections, but the beauty and the joy of looking within, knowing that the Holy Spirit is with me, knowing that Jesus died for me, knowing that God is my Father, looking within and discovering that He put something inside me that can be and will be a blessing, not just to me and my loved ones, but to the world. And I want people to experience what I am experiencing because it's real, it exists. And you can be that person to experience this divine transformation, this divine purpose. May God bless you and keep you. May you find the courage to look within, to go to God and look within and activate God's purpose and allow God to order your footsteps. Purpose will keep you. Purpose will keep you. I'm telling you, purpose is that fire that never goes out. It just doesn't go out. No matter what happens to you, even when you feel like caving in and giving in, your first words would be, I'm not giving in. I'm not caving in. That's divine purpose for you. You just don't let up. You don't, you don't throw in the towel. There are days you'll feel tired, yes. There are times you'll ask God why. There are times you'll ask God when. <laughs> you'll ask him who. But trust me. But more so trust him. He will answer you. And he's the God of truth. So he will tell you the truth and he will show you the truth. And he will guide you in truth and in the truth. God bless you. God keep you. Um, until next time. Activate God's purpose. You're worth it. You're absolutely worth it. In Jesus' name, amen.